Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and this is the 100th episode of the Your Life, Your Terms show. And for this episode, we got a bunch of the coaches here together, and not everybody, not everybody was around to be able to pull this off when we're booking something like this with as big as the team has gotten. We can't get everybody in one room at the same time. It's just near impossible. But we've got a chunk of the coaches here at Rockstar that work with investors together in the boardroom. We went around, and we just had a little bit of fun with it. We asked everybody to share a few stories on real estate. You'll hear, um, and... And, uh, and that's it. You'll get to hear some of the coaches here at Rockstar that maybe you've never heard from before. Uh, some are shyer than others. Some are very outgoing. And uh, you'll, you'll see what I mean in a second. And um, if there's someone you know here at Rockstar that you didn't hear on this episode, it's because they just weren't around. They were uh, working with an investor. They were on vacation for whatever reason. They just couldn't be here. And you should know that we have right now about 14 full-time coaches that work with investors on a full-time basis, but the entire group here at Rockstar is much larger than that. We have about 50 people here at Rockstar now, so this has really been something that we never expected to grow as big as it has grown, and we're very thankful and grateful for the entire team. Nick and I both quit our jobs to start this, and we were literally by ourselves. I mean, the first office that we rented out that we had enough money to rent out was in another brokerage that we were out of, a Keller Williams brokerage and we had enough money to rent out their closet which they uh, allowed us to rent out and that was our first office so from there we went into Burlington or in our own office space we rented some executive suites out there and a lot of members know us from those Burlington offices and then eventually we came back to Oakville into the offices that we are in now and later this year we will move into our new office space which we have purchased so we've purchased a couple commercial units, brand new. It's being built here in Oakville. Um, and we've purchased a couple of units in that development that they've built. It's all kind of professional services on the ground floor there. It's really nice, kind of modern new offices inside, I think is going to be really beautiful, much nicer than we've ever had before. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. So this has been quite the journey going from quitting our jobs, um, having the support of both our wives to go through this. Um, for those of you who don't know, I quit my job with a mortgage on my family house, a four-year-old son and a 10-month-old daughter. So I'm forever grateful to Carol for supporting me through that whole journey. And then now go, coming to this point where we're doing 100 episodes and sharing all this real estate information that we're able to share and having a team where we're able to share that um, with us to everyone else um, is really, really powerful. So we're just super grateful. You know, this is living life on my terms. So I'm just thankful. And I know Nick feels the same. Nick's just not here right now because he's over in Croatia, truly living life on his terms, having some uh, fun with the family. And I'm going to be joining him soon. So um, with that, we will leave it there. And let's get on with the 100th episode of the Your Life, Your Terms show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. 
So welcome. This is the hundredth podcast. And the idea is that we're going to go in a circle here and there's a bunch of people. Everyone just got so quiet. We're going to go in a circle here and there's a bunch of rockstar coaches in the room who work with a ton of investors. And we're going to share one thing we like about real estate, one thing we hate or don't like about real estate, and then a quick story about real estate. And we're going to go in a circle and you can't repeat what this person before you said. So Andrew, Nick, Mike, you guys at the end, I'll, I'll go right at the very end. So you just can't say whatever someone else shared. Cool. So in this room are people who've probably helped investors buy over a billion dollars, not probably, have helped investors buy over a billion dollars in real estate, created millions of dollars in monthly rental income for investors right across Ontario. So with that, we will have uh, Mark Greenidge who uh, lead us off. And I can share a quick story about Mark Greenidge. I've known him since grade one. With the first day of school, he when they opened the door to let him in, his dad and him were at the door there to let him in. Like, I guess they were guarding grade one. But they opened the door. We were already in class. I don't know why you came in like the middle of the day and you were at the door just bawling and crying and uh, I thought oh my gosh who's this guy crying and great one more, and then he more chair are we gonna make everyone stand for the hour yeah we're just gonna make everybody stand okay great but good. uh so Mark one good one thing you like about real estate one thing you don't like and a story well I like how you uh started with back in grade one so actually I will piggyback on that and say that when uh you know growing up two of my favorite games were connect four and monopoly and I feel like what we're doing here Sorry, what we're doing here is we're pretty much playing our own version of Monopoly, helping investors buy greenhouses. Eventually, hopefully, they turn those greenhouses into, you know, red houses or hotels. Stop moving the mic around. Hold it at your mouth. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Sorry, I'm not used to holding a mic, man. I see it swinging around. <laughs> I don't do this too often. I'm sorry. There we go. Two hands. There we go. Two hands. Yeah, so in terms of... You yeah, played Monopoly in grade one? Uh, you were advanced. I, I played pretty young. Yeah, Connect Four and Monopoly. Yes, Grade One. So that's one thing you like. I got to keep this going. And yes, one thing yes. you don't. One thing you don't like. Uh, one thing I don't like. Uh, I think if my wife was here, she would say that. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to say my wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's 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 still in the good books. She's still in the good books. I uh, she'd probably say you know uh, missing out on family events, uh, social gatherings on the weekends. And why you're missing out? Because you're dealing with crap. Yeah, occasionally, you know, we'll have to do work-related stuff, so. Yeah, that'd be the only negative thing that I'd say in terms of And your, one of your favorite real estate stories, positive or negative? Uh, I'm going to go back, way back in time. Uh, when I first started, one of my first investors, when they were, you know, everyone has, all investors that we work with, they have that anxiety about showing that first property. Uh, for this one, for whatever reason, their anxiety was at the next level. It, it felt like they were like actually petrified of going through this process. So much so that they begged me, begged me to come out to the property. And I said, okay, listen, what I'll do is I'll come to the property, but I'm gonna come before you actually do the showing, all right? And then, but once you guys, it's time to start, you guys are on your own. And I said, okay, fine. Going up to the showing, I was shocked. They had just, not just the directional signs, but they had, you know, orange pylons, I had balloons leading up to the property. I thought, hold on, these aren't the same people that I thought were so anxious and petrified. And I got there and we did some role playing and uh, you know, I left them and they had an awesome showing. They had, uh, I think they had a few applications that day. They would change their Kijiji at every week. Like from what I saw at the beginning to what, how they changed over time, you know, it was a good example of fear where you know, we have these false, false events appearing real. And that's what was going through their mind. And they just totally transformed themselves and turned 
turns all these like marketing wizards and they end up filling the property within two or three weeks. And real estate makes you grow, whether you want it to or not, it makes you grow as a person. So, uh, cool. Awesome. Thank you, Mark Greenwich. Okay. JP Gulbis is up Yo. next. So JP, one thing you like about, you can't say anything Mark said, so you can't say you like monopoly. Uh, you can't positive, negative in a story. Yeah. I mean, I think the, 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 the kind of the core to all this is to give people choices. And, and I think that obviously that, that has to stem with the financial benefits of it. I mean, uh, we're not doing this for just fun, obviously. Um, so, You're you know. you trying to figure out a nice way to say the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, it, it is what it is, but um, obviously then it goes way beyond that. So it's nice to see um, beginner investors, I guess, get that first property and then see that sort of, that sort of aha moment once they get over that 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 first hurdle and then like all of a sudden they're like oh all right like and, and they really want to do more so that's really nice um and of course uh, all of us have been affected by that and then all, all of us have also seen the financial you know benefits of investing ourselves so that would be the positive you just gave everyone a really hard time because you just basically said i like the financial benefits so now yeah. everybody going yeah. after you can't yeah. say anything about the financial okay. benefits. But, but, but then there's, there's also challenges with it. Um, big challenges sometimes. Sometimes it goes real smooth. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, um, I think the, the most frustrating part, uh, which everyone can attest to, is the just getting to the point where you can actually acquire property. So from a financing perspective, it's a nightmare for you know, I would say on average for most people, it's, it's probably the biggest thing. And then once they own it, it's not so bad. So dealing um, with the bank sucks. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that part sucks, but you know what? That's a positive and a negative because a lot of people will just sort of, they'll just give up. Um, you know, and investing in real estate isn't going to be for everyone. And that's probably a good thing for those who have the stomach to keep going. So a story. yeah, story, man, honestly, you know, uh, the, when I started and Mike was my coach, I'm you looking have a at lot Mike. Of stories. I don't know. What I know, you're about but to share no, here. it's, it's, it's probably a story many people have heard, but honestly, having gone through that, uh, on my first rental property was, uh, uh, you know, having a deal, not close on time because funds were frozen in an account with one of my partners. Uh, and then, you know, getting insurance pulled. And then once we finally closed a week later, uh, than having a suicide. So having all of these things, uh, back up the suicide comment. Right. Just like like one so, that, eh? so yeah, uh, just explain that a vacant house. We'd had it for about a week. We went up there to show it how all these families lined up. We get there and there's a, a homeless person in the house. And, uh, while we were there, unfortunately he, he, he committed suicide. So, uh, that was a pretty big challenge, but having gone through all that, honestly, it really prepared me for working with investors after that, because with all that, I mean, Gosh, we got yeah, through like all a, that. As, and as sad, you can sad and yeah. horrible that experience yeah. uh, was, which is, you know, very sad and totally horrible. It strengthened you because you had to deal with the situation. Totally. You had to deal with the police yeah. showing up. You had to deal because you're nervous that you just have a vacant property. Now you're you just went from dealing with a vacant property to having a major scene inside it was a, the house. It was the stigma we were most worried about on how to deal with that. But and it, get, so you rented it out okay afterwards? Yeah, two weeks later it was full. Yeah, we, we, we'd rented it. Yeah, and it just so happened that, you know, the, the, it was, the people didn't care. We disclosed it. There's no problem. But anyway, so having gone through that, it just made any other problem that someone's going to approach me with not a big deal. Yeah, so that's cool. it. Cool. Thanks, JP. Erica Spencer is up next. So Erica, um, yeah, a, 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 something you like, something you don't like in a story. 
Um, so I think something I like about real estate is that it's always changing. So it's always, I get bored with things that are always the same. My previous career was as a biologist and it was always the same thing. So with real estate as an investor and as a coach, just helping people um, through different challenges and buying different properties. And I have members right now that are, I was just telling Leslie, are kind of shopping in all different markets for all different things. And it's like, you know, you need to focus, but at the beginning it's exciting because you have so many options at your fingertips and you can go in any direction. And um, I always say that as long as it makes sense, right? So it's like nice houses on nice streets, but that also is like whatever deal makes sense as long as there's cash flow, as long as there's something that, that kind of benefits later. Um, so you never really know what you're going to get, right? It's, it's always something new. Something you hate. Um, I always think about Nick's comment to that member event with um, he who deals with the most shit wins, right? So it's like however many properties we or our investors have in their portfolio, it's, you know, 20 roofs, it's 20 leaky basements, it's, it's multipli multiplied by a factor of your success, but also if shit goes south, it goes south in a big way, right? When we had a rainy spring two years ago, it's like how many wet basements did we have all at the same time? Right, so it's like the multiplication factor can either be awesome or it could be really bad. <laughs> so wait, what did Mark say was his ne negative thing he didn't like? Oh, your wife, you're missing family events because of real estate. Your negative thing, JP, was? Financing. Yeah, the financing. And now yours was when shit goes south, it can go south in a big way. Okay, I'm trying to keep track so that we don't repeat ourselves because we're sticking, we're, still, oh, like we're stepping over each other just a little bit here. So the story, the story, Erica. Oh, I've been standing here trying to think of a good story and I don't have... You have so many good stories. Just pick one but of But they're all just like little stories and I know like it's supposed pick to Pick then a pot, like, because I think so far we're sharing negative stories. You can pick, is there someone you've helped that, that comes to mind? Yeah, of course, but nothing that's like epic. Okay, I mean, give us the negative epic story. Not, not <laughs> so, go ahead, like, so JP told a story about when Mike was his coach, so I have a story about that too. And we were doing a rent to own showing and you know we're in communication with mike and and it was like okay mike if you don't hear from us in the next two hours we're following these people who we just met to their house in niagara falls and and we don't know them and they they're a little bit odd and and he had investors in the car and you we were going to show properties and we were on speaker and <laughs> it was just kind of nuts but so we ended up at this property that um was not beautiful and was not my daughter didn't want to stand on the floor it was you know so dirty and gross and we ended up buying it because it was a great price and and then the, the end of the story was beautiful because these people were like very great people. We helped them. They, they moved into our rent to own. They put down all the proceeds of their sale into the rent to own. But they were so helpful and, and were like praising the Lord, like actually, because they could live across the street from their in-laws and their family. Was, it was it would, like it turned out to be a great story. But we could have been murdered in that basement. And, yeah. and <laughs> Mike kind of knew where we and were, Mike but not really. And Mike would be the only person who, know, who knew where <laughs> you were. And he was on his way to Barry or something, so it wouldn't have been helpful. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Erica. That was perfect. J.P. Hunt. John Paul Hunt. Yes. Something you like about real estate, something you don't like. I'm going to go a little sappy. Uh, it's who what it's who real estate has linked me to uh, over the years. So maybe it's just because I got married and a lot of good friends were there um, at the wedding who I directly would have never met if it wasn't for real estate. Uh, so that's really been it. Everyone in this room, it really, like it's... There were some true, people in this room who weren't there. I so know, now I know the people who were at your wedding are your real true <laughs> friends. So I just, yeah, true, yeah. True, yeah. So that's cool. Okay. So yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, cool. I was there for the record. Yeah. So yeah, we're good friends. We're good friends. Well, yeah, no, Drew, like, the people I met just with never would have come across if it wasn't for real estate. So that's been my biggest, uh, biggest thing I like for sure. I don't think that's happy. Um, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
things I hate, most problems could probably be rectified if people would just think outside the box a little bit. Whether you're dealing with another realtor, dealing with an issue with a house, maybe a home inspection that didn't go maybe as good as, as, it, as you hoped. Things could probably get figured out if people just would have, um, a lot of people are just uh, black and white thinking. And if you just think a little bit outside the box, probably get a lot, things make things a lot easier and get things done. So it's frustrating to you when people just focus on the problem and don't think about the solution. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, got yeah, it. That's exactly it. Cool. Um, story? Story, uh, I had a, a member who had a, a student rental and he was looking to get more income out of it. So one thing he did do was put in coin laundry, which a lot of people have done. Um, but then he also went out and I don't know where he found it, but he bought a vending machine for chocolate bars and stuff like that. He started making uh, $75 a month extra out of the student rental from literally charging a dollar for chocolate bars and chips. This is one residential student yes. rental? And he put, he put the, the vending he machine the on the porch machine in the or inside the basement? The Put it in the basement and because literally it oh was the convenience he was charging a dollar whatever like whatever you charge in a vending machine dollar dollar fifty for a chocolate bar he was making 75 dollars a month he still is um so then he goes that. every month and restocks yeah this because machine? he was going every month anyway to to collect the coin out of the coin laundry God, machine so now he guy. just he goes so to Costco. Heard that. Right. I know he goes to I just Costco thought about those little machines bars. with the jelly beans that you put in like the, the quarters <laughs> yeah. you know you put those in your student rentals because the students will just walk downstairs and buy a chocolate bar instead of going to the store so yeah wow yeah no that's a great Their one Everyone friends just, might come the neighbors might come over and start I buying know, stuff you should put a no, sign on the lawn you should have a, saying, saying, a, a direct entrance the to the yeah so, so the public be, put it outside yeah. on the front lawn <laughs> but, nice yeah. jp thank you sandra is up next and sandra is going yeah so sandra i don't i don't want to say your last name thank you um so sandra a positive a negative and a story Okay, positive is now I'm going to go out and look for vending machines for my yeah, house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. So I guess positive would be, um, so I came from the corporate world. So the positive on this side is the fact that I love the lifestyle that it gives me. Uh, I get to see my kids go to school every day. Most days I'm there when they get dropped off at the bus. Um, at the age of 49, my husband at the age of 49 decided to quit his full-time job and we put him through engineering for, for two years, three years, and then I decided to have babies and then so the lifestyle of it was, was the fact that I got to spend two to three years with my kids that most people don't get to without being in debt. Cool. So, um, negative, uh, hmm. I guess negative would be in real estate that I've learned that no one told me before is that you need to have um, magnificent bladder control and well, lots of snacks And, and, and why is that? Because you're driving around from property to property? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to property to property. <laughs> yeah, got it. Okay, never thought about that negative, but good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you end up knowing the places where you're going to stop. Exactly. Use I don't know about you, but I know yep. certain places have clean washrooms. So I'm like, okay, I can park in there. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or when you're showing houses, like, okay, this is the one we're going to stop at. Don't use this one. Check the water. If it's on kind of thing. <laughs> Um, a story, I guess, is, I guess, you've always said it's not timing the market, but it's time in the market. And one of my stories is just this weekend, I refinanced two properties and I pulled out that money and I made that lifestyle jump that um, I was talking about and I put an offer on a beachfront uh, property. So we'll, we'll see what, how that goes. Awesome. <laughs> that's week. a great story. Yeah, so cool. Thank you, Sandra. Nadim Ahmed is up next. Nadim, whoa, you came in charging to that mic pretty <laughs> strong. So Nadim, a positive, a negative, and a story. Positive is uh, 
it's a, a different experience for me from where I am. I was in a different world for like 15, 16 years, running my own retail business and different environment. Never thought I would do real estate. Thanks to Mike, I'm here. Because <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. as a, in a retail environment, you were in the store every day. In the store, different hours. Yeah, just different lifestyle, completely different. Um, but yeah, here I'm here helping other people make uh, money besides myself. So that's the positive. Negative would be um, Saturday morning drives, being stuck in traffic, going to, going to St. Catharines, Niagara Falls, going to Barrie. Just that's the double the time. That's probably the negative for me. Yeah, everything else is good. It would be nice if all the properties were all close together as an investor or helping investors, if we didn't all have to drive right across Ontario to do this. Totally. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and the good story that I, that I have is like one of my... Uh, members he's been working with me for about five years when i met him uh he says closing closing on retirement and he wanted to build his uh his life uh, for his retirement and he's bought over a dozen properties set himself up nicely for uh retirement and that's probably the positive very cool so he was able to uh qualify does he have partners to do that because a dozen properties that's a lot of properties yeah he's done it with his family yeah okay cool yeah, with his children Awesome. Nadim, I just thought of something. As an investor, you should start Nadim's helicopter tours where you can get on for in Mississauga to go look at properties in Niagara and you just fly people mm. over. No one's going to pay for that, but the idea <laughs> is really great. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Nadim. Bernie Frazier is up next. So in a past life, Bernie and I used to work at the same place at NetSuite. We never really crossed paths. Um, because we would sell the software at the front and then when they got the software and it couldn't do what we told them it was going to do, Bernie's team would handle the tech support on the back end. It was a beautiful relationship. On the back end, yes. And <laughs> we did cross paths a couple we of did, times. We did, we yes. did, yeah, yeah. You were begging me for some sort of help, I recall. Yeah, I think it was politely convincing you and persuading you with my massive negotiation okay, skills. Probably was like, yeah. <laughs> so on the positive side, I was actually my, the last two stories would definitely have been it. But an extension of the, the, the family thing, my kids are much older and they both still live at home and we still get to spend a lot of quality time together, which there was no way I would be able to because of the hours they keep versus the hours I would be keeping in my old rat race job. So the family thing, but the joy for me, I get some sort of joy out of weekday traffic when I'm heading out of the GTA and there is just a single line not moving coming in. That's a good point. Nadim, to your point, yeah, we all get to choose our hours when we drive too. Yes. So yeah, that's a great thing. That is, pro I, I, I just need to jump on that. Bernie, I used right. to drive to NetSuite. I'm saying this because I used to work at NetSuite with you. I used to live in Oakville, drive to NetSuite, and I was in the bumper to bumper traffic. Yep. But Nick and I already owned properties in Hamilton, and there was no traffic going that way on the 403. And I always remember thinking, why am I driving this way in traffic when all the money is that way? Yeah. You know, I just thought it was totally the wrong move. So yeah, I can totally relate. Yeah. So for me, that's on a daily basis. I'm smiling just looking at those uh, poor souls coming into the into the corporate world. Um, the negative side for me, the listing paperwork. I I, <laughs> I don't. We're all investors it. at heart. Nobody My likes wife the action. Helps me a lot with this. I. I just do not understand why it's so complicated, and the fact that I have not been able to automate it frustrates the heck yeah, out of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can totally see that. So, okay, and a story. Um, so I'll go with a negative one, I guess. Um, one of my first properties, um, we were doing a rent-to-own, and we had a family in. They were uh, international students going to Mohawk, and the parents wanted to buy the property, and they wanted to do a rent-to-own. They had just moved in. They've been renting in Hamilton for maybe six months. I discussed the rent to own with them. I actually turned them away because I didn't feel they were going to be a good fit. 
and it was actually the girls that came. They were students going to Mohawk. They came back a couple of days later with their father. Nope, this is what we want to do. I've got money coming. It's going to take me two years to get my money, and we're going to buy the house. Here's a down payment. We, we're, we're doing it. So they actually were doing the rent zone. Uh, they were great tenants. And then about a year and a, two years in, Berta, my wife, gets a call from one of the girls and says, you know, I'm sorry, the house just isn't big enough for us anymore. So it was a four-bedroom townhouse, big yard, big house. And she's going, okay, well, you know, there was uh, four of you there, so what's the problem? Well, my dad brought his other wife over, <laughs> four other kids, and in the last two years, they, my mom had two other kids. So there was 11 people living <laughs> in this house. Oh, boy. And it obviously wasn't big enough. And one of the rules that I used to break on a regular basis was I don't tell your clients that you got to go to the property. I wasn't going to the property. It was a hellhole. <laughs> it started out beautiful. It needed a lot of work. So they ended up moving out on the positive side. It was during the time when we bought really low in Hamilton and the prices were peaking and competitive offers. So we sold it, but it was uh, kind of unfortunate uh, culturally. Did I you guess. renovate that before you sold it? Yeah, we and we okay. put in like 10, 20 So it was still profitable it, at yeah, the end? Yeah, it was very profitable in the end, but... Cool. Just interesting on uh, how quickly. So the lesson can grow. is go buy your properties. When you tell other investors to go buy their properties, you your sh yourself should go buy the properties as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Bernie. Leslie Kitchen. So Leslie, if you're listening to this, Leslie started working with us when nobody should have started working with us. She trusted us and believed us. Nick and I needed help, and Leslie heard what we were doing and thought that seems like such a good idea when no one else was working with us and jumped on to start working with us. So we are forever grateful. Okay, Leslie. I'm forever grateful. Yeah. So. Um, that kind of leads into what I was going to say. One of the things I love most about real estate is working with people that are up to something. And so not only did I get to work with you and Nick, Nick and Tom that were up to something, but I got to work with these amazing investors who wanted to create something for themselves in their life, and I get to work with them. And, uh, you know, it's just all the adventures that we get to go on. Like some of the you know, I've been locked out of, locked in a house and not being able to get out when we were showing property. And don't tell them, ask me how that happened. But <laughs> I just like to see <laughs> Leslie pretty, locked in a house. pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was times when I've been locked out of a house in the pouring rain and I've stepped in dog dirt and I have to figure out how to get back in the house where my keys are Is my dog dirt there. a nice way of saying dog shit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, just, just want to be and clear. And it's really mushy because it's raining. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need the visual. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so those are, I guess that's one of the stories. What I don't like, uh, so I like a lot of uh, things about real estate, the financial side, which has already been covered, and but just working with some amazing people and seeing them f fulfill on their dreams, and that that's so rewarding for me. Like, you, you can't get anything. Like, I get, even today when you were in the meeting sharing your new office and how it was laid out, I, I started feeling tears. It's not our tears. new, it's our new office. Yeah, but our new office, but, you know, I started feeling tears come into my eyes because I'm thinking, Oh my God, it went from the closet to this office, yeah. and, you know, and I've been it's part true. of all that and got to see that and be, be contributing to that. And that's to me really rewarding. Yeah. So, um, oh, what do I the think? negative. Oh, the negative. I just, I would say the theme is, um, people who lie. Uh, I have like, to say, your body demeanor when you just said the negative <laughs> yeah. just changed so much. You went from having goosebumps and smiling to the <laughs> negative. You started frowning. I'm like, oh, this is here. That but is yeah, negative. So like people who lie. Either whether it's a tenant who lies 
um, <clears throat> or even a contractor, like especially contractors who, who mislead or lie. Um, anybody who's just, you know, just be, just tell me the way it is and be straightforward and, <clears throat> and that works for me. And so I guess that's the only thing is that when we, Liars. Run, we run into people like that, right? When we're out there in the field and, and, and that always to me is kind of this tailspin. I just, and a story, story, ah, so many stories. I told one about the adventures of being locked in and locked out. Um, a member story. So one of the things is, um, I think one of the stories that I've I've always loved is being able to helping some of the families into the rent to own and actually having them fulfill on it, you know, and 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 working with people that have done that. So, um, you know, one of the ones was a family who um, it, they were up in Barrie, so he was a funeral director, and he. Um, had the big house, the Porsche, you know, lovely lifestyle, and he lost it all when he got into a divorce and, and then bought another property. But when he was settling, there was a debt that wasn't um, looked after. So it ended up, his financial advisor told him to go bankrupt, which he did. And then we got to work with him and find him a property, and I um, created a five-year rent-to-own because I knew it would never happen in three years. And he was able to fulfill on that and purchase the property five years later. I hear from the investor who actually I partnered them up with. And, you know, it's just really that's great. Like, it's really awesome that they, the investor won. They were so happy. They never had to deal with the property. It was well looked after. And then the tenant buyer was happy, and they bought the property. Cool. You've always yeah. been the master at putting win-win situations yeah. together. You really have. Yeah. So, cool. Thanks, Leslie. All right, Sonia Sky. something you like, something you don't like, and a story. So one thing I really like about working in, with investors is sometimes their first time people are nervous about buying a property. But when I'm able to share that my story and tell them that, you know, how nervous th that I was and I was what I was able to achieve. And then when I see them buy their first property and it is a success and they're happy and they're getting the money, they're like, okay, when do we go buy the next one? They're excited about it. Sonia, I'm going to let that. you off with this story, but this is what I think JP used on, you know, people. So yeah, we're, re we're repeating a positive story. We're going to let you off because we are nice people. But Mike DeZormo's next, and we're not going to let Mike DeZormo off on that. <laughs> okay, so that's a positive. And you're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a negative? So a negative, I would say, is multiple offers. Um, from an investor point of view or when you're helping an investor from the... When, yeah, when I'm helping an investor because if we lose the deal, then everyone's upset. But sometimes when we actually get the property in a multiple offer, then it's the question is, did we spend too much this time? Could we have gone in a bit lower? Which is always uh, a question that people seem to be a little bit concerned about. But in the end, it, as long as they have a great property and they see that they're getting money off of it, then they're happy about it. It's just in that initial moment you start questioning things sometimes. A story? So a story I'd have to say is I have uh, a couple and their goal was to buy three properties, which they did, which was great. And I was able to work with them not only to get the three properties, but they also wanted this goal about retirement. And we came up with the idea of renting their basement and the husband was all for it and the wife wasn't. So after showing her the numbers and what things could look like and how so much sooner they can get to their retirement in Costa Rica, 
she changed her mind about it, and last week she sent me a video where she renovated the basement and was so excited and, showed me and had to show me the video of how good it looked and was so happy that she found a great tenant for it. So they're well on their way. Cool, cool. Thanks, Anya. All right, Mike. Awesome. So positive okay. or negative? Uh, well, what I like about real estate is that I find um, it's the most forgiving business that I know of. It, real estate, if you're uh, an investor, it doesn't matter if you're a single mom, if um, what color you are, what age you are, if you're new to the country, um, you know, the, 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 the years show what the days can't. Um, we've seen investors, you had Dan and, Il, uh, Dan and Laura Illman the other day where Dan had a fear of talking to people. And I was at his very first showing, maybe a second showing actually, where he told me he had this fear. And uh, I see him push through it. And now we're, these, are, these are people that the gentleman had a fear of talking to people, but now there's m multiple millions of dollars of equity in this couple's life and their children's life um, by just pushing through that. I don't know of any other business where somebody could s survive with that type of fear. Um, cool. That's first and foremost. Um, what I don't like, yeah, the maintenance calls. There's one particular property that I have. If I get a phone call or a text message and I see that property, my butt cheeks always squeeze together. And I'm like, here we go. From Mike, there's centipedes in the basement or spiders. Centipedes. Or, yeah, the front porch lights out. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So back in the day, I would do all, I'm sure all of us have gone through it. In the beginning, when you first start off, you go out and you do all these repairs yourself. As these properties spit off more and more cash, I call it, when that phone call happens, here comes my shit sandwich. But with the shit sandwich, the more bread you have, the less shit you eat. So, <laughs> and then story. Because uh, the more bread you have, you can hire. You can hire, or yeah. You, or you, I, okay, I didn't you got spiders now. Or you just look at the equity in the properties and you're like, I'll eat that shit because it's worth it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the other day it was a uh, freaking hot water tank leak, fried the circuit board to the furnace, and we're in the, you know, and we're, we're in a bit of a heat wave. So then now the furnace is not, the AC is not kicking in, right? So before I'd be like cringing, I got to call a, you know, the furnace guy out. But now it's like, okay, it's going to be a couple hundred bucks. Not such a big deal. Because but the more the bread you have, the less, less shit you, you eat. eat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then a uh, story goes back to Andrew Palhitas back in the day when Andrew started off oh, as an investor. That was going to be mine. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <a new> story. <laughs> That's it. No. We're working with some tenant buyers. We're at our last house. It's in Brampton. It's about nine <laughs> o'clock at night. It's a summer's night. We, we just finished going through the house. We're standing in the driveway. It's a young couple with, I believe, a daughter. I yeah, think, right? Born, yeah. yeah, and uh, we're sitting there talking to them and they're saying, okay, we like this house. So, we're like, so these were tenant buyers who were helping find a home and Andrew was go going to be their investor who was going to buy the home for them and do the rent-to-home program. As we're there talking, just talking about, okay, well, we're going to have to do the offer right away. A car goes down the street, smokes another car, parked car on the side of the road and we see this mirror go bouncing down the road, sparking as it bounces away and uh the tenants say that's our car <laughs> andrew and i without even saying anything to one another andrew bolts after the car on foot i jump into my car um i'm racing down the street andrew's cutting through neighbors grasses and whatnot <laughs> i get around the corner andrew's on the front why do i feel like car. andrew was doing that because he's done that before <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> i was in better shape back yeah. then he's on the front hood yeah the car's parked i park my car sideways I bought a brand new Lexus. 
I don't know what I was thinking because the guy's either going forward or backwards. He's only got two directions to go. Anyways, he's re- the guy in the car is revving the car. And I'm like, Andrew, just let the guy go. Let the guy go. I got his plate. I'll chase this guy down. Call. I'm, I, was already, I was already on the phone with 911. Andrew backs away. The guy pulls up four houses and pulls into the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out of the car. I'm like, what are you doing? Because you know what? That could have been the family. That could have been one of us. That could have been one of the little kids. But the guy, it was basically a hit and run. So cops come. There was a, a helicopter that went down in Brampton apparently yeah. that day. So we were waiting forever for the police to come. Police finally come. Guy gets arrested. Andrew and I actually had to go to court for this case. But uh, I remember while the police were there, Andrew was like, well, they really like the house. How do I segue this? Like, <laughs> these Andrew, were the tenants who were looking at the These were the, the tenants, yeah. So I'm like, well, you got to ask for the down payment. <laughs> I think it was like $10,000. <laughs> And lo and behold, Andrew walks away, talks to them, and I think he was counting like ten grand in cash on the hood of a car. Or something on the like hood that. of their smashed up car. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, on the hood of the on car the hood, that was smashed. On the hood oh of their gosh. smashed up car. Yeah. Cool, cool. Thank you. And Mike, I said I didn't say Mike Desormo. I didn't say your last name when you, you spoke, but thank you. All right, Paul Debruzzo, let's hear your story. Uh, no, positive and negative first. Sorry. Positive and negative. Um, a positive uh, about real estate. I, I guess there's after you know, almost 10 years doing this, there's, there's really no cap and, or uh, there's, yeah, there's no cap in where you can do in real estate. So I, I started out doing rental properties and I've done some larger multifamily and commercial properties and we're, we're building some small um, subdivisions now. And um, there's, if there's, there's, there's so many different things you can do and uh, you're, you're never really bored if you, if you don't want to be. And some of the things I, uh, I don't like, I don't know. You don't know because the list is so long, or you, you don't so have any. Long, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pick the right one. No, I just I because I, I know there's things that you don't like in real estate yeah, because you know. tell everyone about the things you don't like in real estate. <laughs> I, I I just I, I don't like some of the the, the lack of um, professionalism in our industry. I know that's a uh, that's a uh, that's a big one, but uh, not all professionals are created equal, and I think we're lucky to be in a, in a group like this where we all kind of treat it seriously and really care about the success of our members. And uh, investors. I think that's what makes it frustrating because you're trying to help an investor and you're working hard to help that investor. Then you bump into another professional in the industry who's making your life difficult. And it just, it's frustrating because you're trying to explain it to the investor what you're trying to do and you're getting roadblocked by somebody else. So yeah, I I get it. It's it's painting a grim picture, but I just, it's it's not everyone, but it's, um, you know, one person just uh, colors us all black and blue if they don't, if if there's no... um, kind of respect for the profession so for uh, your story do you want to share an example of that or you want to share something else oh yeah yeah i'm gonna pick on mike since he picked on andrew um uh so one of our i don't know their second or third property mike was helping us with a student rental in uh in hamilton and uh we had gotten the deal done uh, it was accepted and then sent to the mortgage broker and uh you know uh, financing qualified and then just before uh, closing i had got i get a call from uh uh, my lawyer, it was Jerry at the time, and uh, Jerry Gatto, good guy, and he says, uh, hey, Paul, uh, we're uh, $2,000 short. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And uh, he's like, well, uh, you know, the, the we're just $2,000 short somehow. So we, anyway, we tracked this all back, and it turns out somehow the instead of the final accepted offer getting submitted, the last counter offer was submitted that was $2,000 less than the actual purchase price. So Dave Butler at the mortgage office has processed the, the mortgage, like that and uh, went to the lawyer and all that stuff went through and we were $2,000 short when they, when the, the lawyer, buyer's lawyer and the seller's lawyer communicated with each other. 
So I had to kind of come up with it in cash. And it wasn't Mike's fault. I'm just picking on him for no reason. It was just. I can see you staring him down. You're standing right <laughs> above him right now. <laughs> He's not looking at me. Not a, it was just some clerical error. But, you know, it turns out, you know, we had to come up with the money. I was a young, much younger at the time. And, uh, you know, I didn't even know where I was going to find that $2,000. But it was interesting. But I still have that property today. And, you know, uh, knowing what I know now, I would have paid an extra 10000 to keep that property because it was, it was definitely a good one. Because so. how old were you be that? But you were like 23 or 24 was, at that time? 24, yeah. Where did you find the extra 2000 Some Visa card? You took a cash advance or something? He can't yeah. say it. <laughs> okay. We can't, oh, we can't <laughs> say it. All right. Marijuana we can't wasn't legal. Yeah, time. we can't <laughs> say it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Paul DeBruzzo. Thank you. Who's going next? Andrew. Nick? Nick. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so something I like. I'm trying to figure out what everyone said. Um, we allowed some repeats through this process. I, I think I, I like, I, I don't know. It, it's not like, here, I'll tell you, I'll give you the story, and then I'll, I'll explain that's, that's what I like. So there's been times when you go down to fill, you know when you fill like multiple properties in a day, and you sign the leases, and then you're driving home, and you're just like, holy crap, man. Like, I just signed like, you know, whatever, the, whatever the, maybe it's like not quite 100, but depending on the rent, it's, it's close to like $100,000 worth of income for this year in these leases. Like, that's a big income day. You know what I mean? Like, I know the income's going to come over time, and there's expenses and stuff like that, but I'm like, man, I just like, so, you know, I just signed agreements for a hundred grand and like, that's a big thing. I don't know what the average income in Canada is, but it's well below that. And again, I know it's a business and there's expenses, but I'm like, man, those are good feelings. Those days when you're like in the trenches and you're kind of pulling those things off, you're like, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. You know, that's, that's the plus side. Um, the stuff I don't like is, uh, it's really the length of time that it takes in to make money in real estate. I'd be nice if it happened like every week these days you know what yeah, i mean it's frustrating yeah right? like yeah. A, like the get rich quick stuff like i'm still looking for like i know there's a lot of people that come into this office and they're, they're like hey this all sounds good but like you know i heard about this way that you could do it like this and you can make millions overnight not getting off your butt not doing anything i'm like yeah i, I want that too like tell me you, you know let me know how it works because i want to do that too so um yeah i wish it was a, a little bit faster but um someone said earlier i think like i think it was you about just how much the time, like when you, the, the t someone said about time in the market, but it was just how like, just when you have, when you spend time in the thing, you know, you can refinance properties, like the, the, the benefits are enormous. I just wish that happened more regularly, more quickly, like every six months, if that could happen, that'd be nice. Um, and the story, I don't know. I don't know what I can. I can't share. There's some stories from like our Christmas parties I was going to share that I was like, ah, yeah, do not those share those can't stories. Share those yeah, ones. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then there was Mike celebrating that one time in the office when he decided oh, to like, there was the yeah the fish story which probably shouldn't share that one either I don't know so we'll we'll yeah we'll, don't share the time we'll where he ate the fish we'll, you don't we'll want to share that story we'll go back to uh, I'll go back to an, uh, the an investor story we were renovating uh, students had moved out it was time for them to move out they moved out of, uh, out of a property we were renovating the basement we were gonna kind of redo it so we went in and this one guy left so much of his stuff there like we couldn't believe how much of his stuff that he left there like whatever let's go get the basement so we got everything we threw it all out in the dumpster. Um, we fill up the dumpster it came like the next day or something. This guy emails, I guess a couple of days later, he went back to the house. The basement was gutted. He's like, Hey, I went back for all my stuff. I was like, Oh, sorry, man. We threw it all out. And he had some signed Oilers Jersey. I forget who it was signed by. He's like, I don't care about the rest of my stuff. Can I just have my Jersey back? I'm like, sorry, man. It's like in the dumpster and it's gone. We're Leaf fans. So, That's gone. <laughs> so we literally threw it. I've kind of felt bad because there's a student staying in Hamilton. I didn't know, but we gave him the heads up, proper notice, all that stuff. And he never told us that he was like leaving his stuff. So we just, uh, we threw out all his stuff. We just chucked it all. So I kind of felt bad for the guy. That's the watered down version of the story I'm going to share. Cool, Andrew Palhitas. The, the dumpster was. Yeah, did he not go in the dumpster and? The dumpster was gone. 
to oh. get, we got someone to already replace it. So it was long gone. Yeah, all his stuff was gone. It was literally thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And you know, a student, when you're a student, man, that stuff is like, that's... And Nick and I are usually done. about getting things done. So it's like, hey, you left all the crap, especially Nick. He's like, we got the box there. We're dumping everything out. It's gone, right? It doesn't take long. Yeah. But we didn't know. He didn't have an email. We just, no. I just assumed that he, because students often leave stuff in the thing. I'm like, this guy just left way more than usual, right? So. Andrew Palitas. All right. I can't repeat anybody's stuff now. No. Uh, my like on real estate is going to be that it's not just the money, like JP said, but it's the fact that the equity builds and you can't touch it. So it's almost like you can't spend your money even if you wanted to, and you just constantly have this equity building, the mortgage is being paid down, the appreciation's happening. Um, and then when you need it, you can refinance. So I like that about investing is that at any moment you can tap into the equity in any one of your properties, uh, similar to what Sandra just said she did, and pull that equity out and buy more properties. So I like that, that you can't spend it. Uh, dislikes, nothing. I like everything. I even like, like there's and evictions. I believe that. Andrew enjoys the pain. Evictions of and landlord tenant board. I don't know. I just love it. I always have. <laughs> it's amusing to me. You have an eviction? Call Andrew Palitas. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining to me. Um, there's a few actually investors that we've worked with. I'm sure everyone's got one or two that they know that like they could just start eviction services and they'd be yeah. amazing at <laughs> totally. it. Uh, yeah. So I honestly just love everything. Um, and then the story, I was going to do the exact same story Mike stole from me. So uh, I had about two minutes here to think of a new one. So I'm actually going to steal one of Mike's stories. When we were out looking for properties for myself, Mike was my coach. And uh, for whatever reason, the listing agent was at this property. And I can't remember if it was a triplex or something like that. Mike's got a nervous look on his face. He doesn't remember it. And then this lady goes into the house because there's dogs there. So she, for whatever reason, these dogs chase her into like a back room or a bathroom or something like that. And so she calls or texts Mike saying she's stuck in the house. These dogs are like barking, going crazy. Mike's like, close, <laughs> close. What's we were going up the stairs to the triplex. Some guys were darting down the stairs. Oh, yeah. And they're like, don't go inside. There's a lady trapped in there. <laughs> yes, you're right. Actually, yeah, yeah you're right. So as a lady showing that house, she was trapped in the washroom and there's two very large, medium-sized dogs. <laughs> that are freaking out inside the house and this lady can't escape. Yeah. So Mike is like, I know dogs. And he's, I don't even know if he's just like, like mush or he or something. He starts like yelling. He goes and grabs a chair or something like that. Do you have a chair? I went in <laughs> as soon as I Sounds entered, like a lion tamer. there was yeah. cereal, a cereal box on the counter and the dogs had me cornered. So I reached into my hand. I grabbed the cereal. I think, were you filming? Or, I think at the time, yeah, yeah. I don't know where the, where the footage is now. The door. I was just I recording. I was the in there thing. by myself. I remember that. I reached into the cereal box, I grabbed the cereal, and I threw it on the floor. The dogs looked down at the cereal and looked right back up at me. Oh, <laughs> like, this is not going well. <laughs> so then I reached for something that was close by with some kind of big statue or something, and I lured the dogs down a narrow hall, and I only got as far as being able to get the woman out because we went down the hall. She, uh, now I was beyond the bathroom door where I told her, get out, run. She ran. But now the dogs were getting really, really vicious, and it was because I had them backed to the owner's master bedroom. So they were just trying. No, no owner was there, but they're protecting their owner. And then yeah, I'll let you <laughs> take it from there. So he, so Mike comes out, comes out with this chair or something or statue or whatever's in his hand, like a lion tamer, just yelling at these yeah, yeah, down or something, <laughs> like mush or I don't even know what you yell at a dog, but. <laughs> and so I, it was pretty. I was recording it at the time. Actually, that was like even like that was a long time ago. It was like BlackBerry phones but whatever one megapixel camera it was so i just had my hand in the door trying to record it and then uh so mike came out saved this lady's life probably she may have died of starvation in there so 
Cool, cool. Okay, so I'll, I'll go next. So a positive is, um, I think that the, the success rate of small businesses in Canada, you know how you always hear those stats, like small new businesses fail like 90 some odd percent. I consider uh, real estate income properties as small businesses in a box. And the success rate of it is almost guaranteed to, Mike, to your point, to the investor who was really nervous speaking with people, but then he go on, goes on to build multiple millions of dollars in equity. I feel like it's the best little plan B side business you can have because it almost guarantees success you buy the thing, you put some tenants in it, you deal with the crap, you hold on to it for longer than five, even 10 years, and you're going to win. So I love that about real estate. The negative on it, I feel like it's a mirror to your character. And what I mean by that is when something goes wrong with a property and you don't feel like dealing with it, it's, it's to me, Nick and I have always had this thing where like, you know, there a tenants complaining about something and I don't want to deal with it. He doesn't want to deal with it. And when, when that happens, we know we have to deal with it because it's something we're scared to deal with. So we know one of us has to then step up and deal with it to overcome that fear of dealing with a parent. If it's a student rental dealing with a flood in the basement, if we just don't have the time to deal with the contractors. So it's kind of like a mirror on us on the state of where we are and not just from our own properties, but also dealing with investors because when you deal with investors and you tell them, Hey, you're going to get this rental property and you're going to get this much in rent. And then if you don't get that much in rent, I'm going to come to the property and I'm going to help you find a tenant. And when you get those phone calls with a tenant struggling, uh, uh, an investor struggling on a property and you've told them you're, they're going to achieve something. And now you have to live up to your word. I feel like that's a really special moment because that's another time where it's like, I don't want to deal with something, but I told them this was going to happen and they're not uh, able to achieve it. So now I have to go to the property and make it happen. And I feel like that's just another moment where it's like a mirror on myself and it's an, an opportunity for me to grow. And then the, the story that I'll, that I'll share is right when Nick and I started, we, uh, we both quit our jobs. And, you know, at that time, we didn't have any, that many investors that we were dealing with. And we had this one investor from British Columbia call and say, hey, I want to buy. I heard Hamilton's really good. I want to buy a property in Hamilton. We're like, absolutely. You know, Hamilton's a great area. We sell this guy a property. And he's like, how much am I going to get in rent? And I told him the amount. And he's like, well, you know what? I'm going to have to go higher because I'm doing like zero money down. Like he was borrowing money. There was interest on the money he was borrowing. He was buying this property. So he had to get like higher than we normally get on this particular property. And uh, I'm like, you know what? You'll get it. And uh, we uh, sell this guy this property. And I committed to fi finding the tenant. And we sell this guy this property. It closes in the middle of winter. It's a snowstorm the first day we're showing it. And he's on me. He's like, hey, we have to close. We have to find a tenant. I have no money to carry this property. You got to find a tenant like right away. And I'm like, why did I commit to this? But it's a snowstorm. We have all the leads lined up. And everybody starts calling saying, hey, are you guys going to be there? Because it's a snowstorm. And uh, we're like, yep, we're going to be there. And we drove from Oakville to Hamilton in like a death-defying snowstorm. And we get there. And there are tenants lined up in their cars on the street. And the street has so much snow. It's like single file. So we're kind of uh, fighting through there. We get there. I get out of the car. And the snow in front of this house, Nick, I don't know. How, like how deep was that snow? I feel like it was a foot and a half. It was deep. Yeah, it, it was, was like it a was, full on storm. It was really deep. And Nick looks at the house and it was so deep to, at some parts because there were snow drifts that you couldn't even walk to the front door. And Nick looks at this thing and he's and he just has it. If you ever see Nick get serious, he just gets this look. He's like, not a problem. And we pumped a, a pop the trunk and he starts shoveling like a human snowblower. And I just look over to the side and there's snow like flying like 10 feet in the air. And he's carving like a path to the door. And the tenants are like, oh my gosh, this is great. I, we didn't think we would be able to make make it to the front door. We can see the property. And right then I check my pockets and I, I realize I forgot the keys. 
So we drove all, I made this commitment to this guy that we were going to fill his property. We drive in a snowstorm to Hamilton. Nick is human snowblower. Tenants have driven through the snow to see this property. They're all excited. And we can't even, we didn't even, we weren't even able to break into that one or anything. No, you took people up. Uh, some people came back because you took them up to the front and started. We used a flashlight to start looking through a couple of the windows. Yeah, we were trying to front. show it through yeah, the windows. Look, it's yeah. nice. I swear, it's nice in there. <laughs> look at the size of the family room. It's really great. <laughs> anyway, so we drove home and I felt like an epic failure. I thought I quit my job. Nick quit his job. I can't even remember to bring the keys to a property that I'm filling for somebody from British Columbia who's depending on me. I really thought everything was going to come I was crashing in. you on the way home. What kind of brother are you? you yeah, the keys. You're the older brother. You're supposed to be responsible. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. this? I think it was so bad. That that you would normally do do that to me but uh <laughs> in this case i think you thought you felt actually badly for me but uh, so we drove home we didn't fill it that day but a week later we went back we had multiple people there we filled the property we got the number that i never thought we were going to get and it was uh it was good to go so for some reason that stands out and the other thing that stands out is working with everybody here i think nick and i feel so grateful to have crossed paths all in different ways with everyone here in their own different way and to work with this many investors together over this yeah it's been 12 years now i mean just the the uh the stuff that we've all been able to do as a group we all know investors here who have made money and used it for their family in different ways whether it's to adopt children help their family out in a in a financial situation live their own dreams buy a vacation property so whatever it is i mean the impact as cheesy as it sounds that we're all having that gives me personally purpose and uh and doing that all together with you guys um and with my little brother I mean, it really makes it all, uh, it really makes it all worth it. So a stronger, smarter, than, uh, <laughs> there's not many little brothers that can like significantly, you know, are much stronger than their older brother. So I like, I'll, I'll take that. I think when you're the older brother, you're automatically stronger. Like it doesn't matter, you know, who can lift more weight at the gym. You're just automatically stronger by default, but, uh, but that's it. Thanks everyone. Hey everyone, so hopefully you enjoyed that. And listen, if you listen to that and you want some more real estate information, you can go to with what started all of this is with, with a free copy of our book, Income for Life for Canadians. You can go to www.rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books to get that. So that's www.rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books to get a free copy of that that book. You can actually buy that book on Amazon. We give copies away for free. We actually have four books available now for free off that URL. Um, Income for Life for Canadians is where most real estate investors who we work with have started with that particular book. So if you want some more real estate investing information, that would be a great place to start. Also on that website are different reports that we have and different access to classes that you can book to come out and check us out and uh, get to meet us and talk and talk real estate and get your questions answered. So it's all there at Rockstar Inner Circle com and if you want a copy of the book you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books with that until next time your life your terms